0: Hello and welcome to The Fortunate Sun, coming to you live from Tower Studios. As always, I'm your host, JT, and I'll be your guide as we explore the human condition and the journey of life. Good morning, everyone. I hope that you're having a great day wherever you are in the world. I hope you had a great week, a great weekend. I hope you're all happy, healthy, and well. Uh, things, things have been pretty good here uh, with The Fortunate Sun and, um, you know, life in general. I had a two-day migraine that uh, put me out of action for a while, but um, I'm very fortunate that that's passed, and you know, of all the maladies that uh, people go through in life, at least with mine, uh, the major ones that I have, they tend to come and go, so uh, it's not a chronic illness that I have to suffer with, so I'm very thankful for that, trust me. Now, uh, tonight, folks, uh, on the program, it's going to be just a little bit different, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know that I usually strive to keep politics and belief structures off of The Fortunate Sun. How- however, tonight I'm going to push the envelope a bit. Don't worry, though. This will not be another political soapbox moment or a rant, but rather something I can no longer hold my tongue on. Uh, and if you stay tuned, you'll definitely find out. So um, I wanted to give a few shout-outs first. First and foremost, uh, bienvenue to... Um, the listener that I have in France, um, look, that's that's awesome. It's great to see the program spread around the world and uh, welcome aboard. I'm glad that uh, you've uh, listened to an episode and um, thank you very much. I appreciate it. As I say, from the bottom of my heart, um, I really enjoy doing this program. I enjoy the people listening. I enjoy the uh, input. And as always, as I say, you can always get a hold of me. You can send me an email to the Fortunate Son podcast. At gmail.com, or you can uh, look me up on Instagram. I'm also on there on um, the Fortunate Son podcast, uh, or you can send a voice message on the Anchor website. Um, also, uh, look, I just wanted to give a few more uh, shout outs and acknowledgements. Um, uh, first and foremost, look, uh, again, any of you who take the time to listen to my words, I can't repay your kindness. It, it really means the world to me. But um, I will continue with uh, doing my best to remain a positive breath of fresh air in your sail of life. And uh, hopefully you do find uh, value in it. And hopefully, you know, I give you a little bit of uh, peace of mind when you, when you listen to me. It's not always easy to stay positive. Trust me. I've had my own battles in life. But um, look, uh, it, it definitely beats the alternative in my books. So yeah, again, uh, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate everyone who listens. Um, now to some more individual shout outs. Um, I wanted to, uh, thank Scott in Missouri again, um, and his podcast program, The Old 77. Uh, Scott, again, has been a, a huge help. Really appreciate it. Um, also to, uh, Chris in Illinois, to Eddie in California, and to Lisa and Harry in North Carolina. Um, as always, thank you. Lisa and Harry are the first, uh, Patreon, um... Uh, sponsors of the show and I I really appreciate it. I appreciate everyone's support. It does mean a lot to me. Um, For those of you who don't know me in person, um, if you look at the show's logo, uh, that's a dachshund. So I I, I have a mini dachshund named William who is basically a son to me. He means the world to me. And uh, that's what that logo is based off of that uh, my brother-in-law Mike uh, was so kind to, to draw for the show. Uh, Well, uh, there's a a group of uh, mini dachshunds that that a nice couple in the UK owns, um, and they they go by the name of the Sausage Squad, and I want to give them a shout out. They're always very nice and friendly every time I interact with them. And um, for me, when I go and look at, uh, you know, I see all those dachshunds running around and having fun, it's, you know, it takes a lot of the the stress or anxiety that I may be dealing with at any time—it just takes it right out of the um, right out of the equation. So, yeah, uh, thank you. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Joseph in Australia. Uh, again, Joseph, thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate the kind words you've had to say, and uh, once again, also to Nico in Texas, who's celebrating his fifth birthday, and uh, also to Ash in Wisconsin, who again has been very supportive of the show and all of the content. So, um, thanks, everyone. So now that that's out of the way, um, I wanted to just give you a few updates on the show. Again, um, the viewership uh, keeps keeps growing. Uh, the listener the listener audience, and I really appreciate it. Like I say, you know, it's great to have people listening from all over the world. And I'm doing my best to, to just continue to focus on the positivity, turn out some content that hopefully you enjoy. And um, again, I'm, I'm always open for uh, show ideas if you've got any comment or uh, feedback that, that you'd like me to consider. Um, I am also in the midst of investigating whether I want to design a website for both this program and the Paranormal Sun. Um, it's something I, I, I am looking into. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind having a bit of a website as I say where I can control the content and also I can offer some things like some merchandise for people who are interested um, so you know again uh, look if anyone's hearing this that uh, knows anyone who who uh, you know is a bit of a, a website whiz or has any suggestions again feel free to drop me a line um, I, w- I would appreciate it uh, but yeah that's that's one of the majors and again it's uh, you know, just trying to be positive, trying to keep that positivity out there. Um, I've seen a lot of other people, you know, in the world in general right now with everything that's going on, trying to uh, carry the banner of positivity and treating each other, uh, you know, as human beings instead of, uh, you know, just numbers or strangers. So, um, yeah, you know, um, I'll be doing my best to, you know, keep bringing you content that uh, you can enjoy And uh, something that brings a bit of positivity to your day. And uh, on that note, uh, tonight again, uh, you know, I've got uh, three reasons why life doesn't suck. So these are three really good stories, uh, positive stories, um, something that shows that life isn't just, you know, negative. There are some real positive things out there. So the first one um, came to me by way of uh, Scott in Missouri. Um, And this is from the the Mazatlan uh, post which is a uh, Mexican site. And this is a really awesome uh, article, I feel. And uh, the article is titled, Mexican Grandmother Creates a YouTube Channel to Teach Homemade Recipes. It already has 265,000 subscribers. Now, um, this was before the pandemic. So this was in September of last year, September 27, 2019. Uh, and it says, From My Ranch to Your Kitchen is Miss, Mrs. Angela's humble program. It shows us that the culinary legacy of older adults can also be shared through social networks. We live criticizing the influencers, those people who most of the time seem to have a kind of life when it really isn't constantly dislike us. There are also the YouTubers, those girls who show a world of fantasy and quite artificial or unauthentic. Be careful for those who love all this, but there are those who opt for something more real. Without intention to figure, but rather to cultivate, this is the web program of Angela, a Mexican grandmother who has decided to create a YouTube channel called "From My Ranch to Your Home," where she teaches homemade cooking recipes to transmit the culinary legacy from generation to generation. Now, um, I think everyone listening has got uh, you know someone in their life that you know makes a dish that is amazing and and that you know really means the world to you and you really enjoy uh... now take it from me folks don't be afraid to go and ask that person for the recipe or to get them to teach you how to make those things because once they're gone um... they're gone and i can say this from experience there are people that i don't get to see or people who have passed on that i wish i would have got uh, some recipes from and a bit more tutoring and some uh... some culinary uh... things so you know definitely look um... If you're listening to this uh, and there's someone who makes something you really enjoy a certain dish or brings back a memory, you know, go and ask them. Go and get the recipe. I'm terrible for writing down recipes, but um, I've got to start. I've got some that uh, my family wants, you know, uh, my sister and some of my other family members, and I've got to start recording them. So uh, uh, back back to the story here at hand. It says, the reception has been much better than expected, but only one month on YouTube – and she already had 265,000 subscribers. Now, there's an update from May of this year, so May 2020. She now has 2.6 million followers. Folks, that's half of the population of the country I live in. So that's that's pretty amazing. And um, I can tell you from experience, from my time uh, being around Hispanic families, that um, uh, oftentimes those, those uh, family recipes are guarded fiercely. So it's amazing that she's taking the time to uh, show us. So, uh, Donna de Michoacán uh, not only creates typical dishes, so Michoacán is a state, for those of you who don't know, in Mexico. So they're basically saying she's Donna of Michoacán. So not only creates typical dishes, but also shows the crop she has and the humble ranch she lives, something that is also an example to follow. Uh, there's a photo here of her with some prickly pear cactus. Comal uh, pots, pewter spoons, um, Mokajetes are part of the utensils used. Some that our parents and grandparents usually selected to prepare food for us. The memories uh, reign. He relates very simply but clearly every step of the procedure. His sympathy has already stolen a few hearts from the internet and does not stop growing. Everyone agrees that its, dif- its differential factor is, is as it reminds our grandparents and how indigenous it is. One of those things we should see on the web. Here we leave you with Mrs. Angela, who has already become an influencer. So, um, yeah, sorry for that, folks. Um, again, this will be another article that would have been written in Spanish, translated to English not very well, it looks like. But basically that last part is saying that, um, you know, we should remember our grandparents, our parents, where we came from, our national dishes, etc. cetera. And, um, you know, we should embrace uh, our own cultures. And um, again, you know, I, I fully endorse that message. Uh, there's nothing wrong with indulge, you know, being proud of where you're from and um, embracing your your personal culture. Just remember that uh, you know your culture isn't the only one in the world that matters. That that's all that I have to say on it. You know, um, all of us have our own cultures, and I think that we should respect each other's. So um, as always, I'll have links uh, to these three articles in the show notes. And uh, the next uh, article here, which is, um, this is some really good news to me. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm sure you remember, but, you know, we had the massive wildfires in Australia. So Australia is pretty much our closest neighbor here to New Zealand um, and definitely our closest, uh, you know, kind of first world country neighbor. And uh, the fires there were so massive this uh, last January that uh, over 5 billion Yes, billion with a B. Over five billion animals were killed. And, you know, we're not talking about grasshoppers and crickets. Uh, You know, we're talking about, you know, marsupials and uh, koala bears, kangaroos, platypus, uh, all of these sort of things. So this story is uh, Community Welcomes First Baby Koala Since Devastating Bushfires. So this is from May 28, 2020, so just yesterday. And this is from the newdaily.com.au. And again, there'll be a link in the show notes. So it says, look who's new at the zoo. The Australian Reptile Park in Sydney has welcomed a very special addition to its native wildlife family. Keepers have named her Ash because she is the first koala joey born at the park since the devastating black summer bushfires. With estimates of more than 800 million animals killed in blazes across New South Wales alone. So again, that's just one state in Australia. The park announced little Ash's birth as a sign of hope for the future of Australia's native wildlife. The park is set to reopen to the public from June 1st, which is a good thing for the animals who could be missing their human visitors." So that's a very sharp and short story, but, you know, look, it's a real positive. And, again, you know, um, they're just pointing out in this article that uh, oftentimes um, I I know, again, this is a contentious thing, animals in captivity and everything else. And, and again, I do not uh, pretend – I have no pretensions of being the moral authority and telling people that zoos are fine or or whatever. But um, I do think there are some positives to zoos, especially if the animals are treated ethically. And, um, you know, one of those positive things is that uh, we get to learn about them. You know, there's education, children, and adults get to go and see these animals in, in their environment. Now, again, um, you know, I don't think that they should be kept in there forever. I don't think that they should be kept in small confines, et cetera. Don't get me wrong. But um, I do think there are positives. And, um, again, this is a really positive story because for those of you who don't know or who haven't been there, um, you know, the Australians are really good, uh, good-hearted good people. Uh, they wear their emotions on their sleeve. You know, they'll, they'll have a good bit of uh, uh, teasing or banter with you, you know, but, but they're really good folks. Um, the people who I met there through the years, through work and, uh, uh, and other things, really good people. So um, I'm glad to see this. I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to they, – the animal life is starting to get back on track. So now over to the third and final um, uh, reason why life doesn't suck today. And this story is from foxnews.com. And this was published on uh, the 28th of May. And uh, this one is titled, uh, it's from Michael Ruiz. And this one is titled, Good Samaritans in South Carolina, recover $1,300 blowing down highway, help return it to owner. So it says, two Good Samaritans recovered $1,300 blowing down a South Carolina highway Tuesday morning and helped return the cash to the elderly person who had lost it, authority said. Linwood Woody Smith and Jonathan Omar S- uh, Sald- Saldivar found the money blowing along Highway 17 in Georgetown County at around 10.30 a.m., the sheriff's office wrote in a Facebook post. As a result of the quick and honest actions, the money was returned to the elderly owner who was actively searching for it, the post reads. To thank the duo, the sheriff's office proclaimed them honest men and posted a picture of them smiling alongside a patrol vehicle. Community members praised the two men, including a few people who apparently already knew them. Wouldn't expect anything different from Woody, wrote one user named Dale Hewitt. It's unclear how the victim dropped the money, but they may have been shopping at a farmer's market nearby. The act of kindness comes as many people around the country are struggling with unemployment, layoffs, and shuttered businesses due to coronavirus. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster eased some restrictions over the past two days as the state reopens incrementally. With the increased capacity for testing the people in our state... Okay. Uh, So, you know, they're basically going on about the coronavirus. And and again, uh, you know, no offense, but, uh, um, yeah, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole right now. So, look... $1,300 $1,300 US, which um, New Zealand or Australian equivalent is about um, 20, 23, it's at least $2,000, okay? Um, for those of you who don't know or haven't been around um, a lot of elderly people, a lot of older people don't necessarily trust banks and also they uh, they tend to draw out money in larger sums because, uh, you know, they don't want to have to go back and forth to the bank. A lot of them don't feel comfortable using FPOS cards or debit cards. So they'll carry around a lot of cash. And um, you see this happen more often than than you would like to, you know, stories about uh, elderly people losing large amounts of money. So, um, you know, again, hats off to these guys. It doesn't look like a reward was given, and I'm not saying that a reward um, was necessarily needed here. But, um, you know, look, as, as the article says, it's not an easy time for people with money. Um, you know, like, like I say, you know, I, I can tell you in my house, uh, you know, money, money isn't exactly, uh, you know, pouring out of the faucets. Um, but, you know, the integrity of these men to uh, return the money and, uh, it, you know, it's 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 great that it was also a senior, you know, not that I would like to see anyone lose that money. But it's great to see that, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, someone who uh, was, you know, uh, quote unquote, you know, might, might be a bit more vulnerable or a bit more, uh, you know, harder for them to recover that money. Whereas someone who's younger, you know, um, it might just be a blip in their life because they can earn a lot more. So yeah, folks, uh, with with that, uh, with those three uh, reasons why the world doesn't suck, I, I hope that you found some positivity in those. Um, as always, I just try to bring you something that's a bit positive to um, start off the program. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed those. Well now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get to the featured attraction of, of uh, this episode of The Fortunate Sun. and... Um, the item I'm sure you've been waiting for with uh, with bated breath to, uh, to wonder what it is that I, I want to discuss that's a bit out of the ordinary. Well, basically folks, um, I've seen a lot of it lately in the media and, um, you know, again I've tried to leave things like politics and race and religion at the door. But uh, right now it's a bit hard not to at least acknowledge what's going on in the world. So uh, tonight I'm going to talk about uh, mankind, um, our divisions, and uh, the government control uh, over us, uh, the way that the government treats us. And um, also I want to talk a bit about perception and the way that the government wants us to perceive things. Um, When I say the government, look, look folks, um, I've been around the traps, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot in my life, I've known a lot of people. I've known many people in government in many, in many countries. The reality is, there are some really good-hearted people who go into government thinking that they're going to change things. I went to school with two people um, in the U.S. who, one went into state governance and another went into national governance. Really good people, you know, pretty strong moral compass. And both of them basically came home with their heads in their hands from, you know, going and and serving in the government because they were so distraught at the corruption, uh, the us versus them mentality that the politicians had, and basically being told either you vote the way that we tell you to vote or, you know, you can go home, basically. Uh, There's no room here for conscious Uh, uh, for your conscientious uh, voting. There's no room here for you to worry about your family and friends back home and to represent them. You basically vote along the lines we tell you to, or else, uh, A, you will not be voted back in, or or B, if you're actually, you know, quite popular, uh, a scandal will find its way to your door uh, in and around election time. So again, folks, look, I'm trying to be quite cautious here because I don't want anyone to think that I'm slamming any particular people um, I also don't want to come across as a complete conspiracy theorist um, that's not it I'm very observant I'm very I'm very observant and uh, I listen to what people tell me uh, I watch what goes on in the world and I've seen a lot of this with my own eyes and I've had people very close to me and people that I trust explicitly tell me some of these things okay so, um, basically, almost every government in the world—I I can't speak for every little small government—but basically, they're all in the business of dividing and uh, and polarizing the populace. Okay, uh, the 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 mass media in general. So you know your six o'clock news, your uh, your Fox uh, your Fox News, your CNNs, your. Uh, uh, you know, New York Post, your 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 Huffington Times, your you know all of the large media players, pretty much everywhere in the world, they all push the agenda of uh, division and uh, separation of the human race. Okay, now I cannot understand uh, what a black person goes through. Okay, I'm not black. Um, I am not entirely quote unquote white or Caucasian. However, I cannot understand the life of a African American or a black person anywhere else in the world, or for that matter, an Asian person or an Indian person, because I can't—I I cannot live their life. Okay. Um, now that being said, I do feel that there is a, a strong agenda in the U.S. and in other places to really focus people's attention on race and basically make it us versus them, um, rather than us worrying about the gov- what the governments are doing. Now, what's always annoyed me personally is the race divide. Now, I am not saying that racist things do not happen. I am not saying that horrific uh, race and hate crimes do not happen. And for that matter, uh, you know, gender crimes and um, crimes against, uh, you know, uh, uh, gays and, um, and uh, you know, diff- different segments of the population. I'm not saying that those don't happen. What I'm saying is that the media is extremely biased in pressing for us to fight amongst ourselves. Me personally, and again, this is just my outlook on life, there's only ever been one struggle that I've seen that actually matters, okay, as far as us versus them and that us versus them is rich versus poor and when I say rich I mean multi multi multi-millionaires and above so I don't think anyone listening to this program is in that boat okay I'm definitely not now some of us are well off in comparison to others but none of us are in the other camp as to what I'm speaking of really folks I'm I'm extremely concerned at this point in time in history because um, we've had a global pandemic. Now, whatever your thoughts are on it, and again, everyone has um, their different interpretations and their feelings. You know, is it a hoax? Is it manufactured? Is it a government power grab? We're not, I'm not going to go too far down that track. But we've had a pandemic, okay? Now we're having uh, continued stoking of the flames of uh, race-based um, divisions in the U.S. And again, I am not saying that there aren't reasons for people to be upset, angry, uh, rioting, etc. What I'm saying is that the media is feeding the fires of these things, as they have for quite a while, all the way back to the 50s and 60s. The media has always stoked the flames, because as I've said before, if it bleeds, it leads. And if it bleeds, you know, it's on the front cover of the news That's why you'll always see, you know, on the 6 o'clock news or on the front page of the paper, it's generally something negative. It's not something positive, all right? And the last thing I feel that governments in general really want is for us to all live in peace and harmony. uh, Because it's much easier to do what they do behind the scenes and to take care of themselves if we are divided against ourselves and we do not present a united front to say, no, hang on. Um, what you're doing isn't right, we don't agree with it, and we're not going to uh, allow you to do this to us. Now again, folks, try not to read too much into what I'm saying. There's no grand conspiracy behind what I'm saying. I think this is something that most of us intuitively know. The ruling class, so to speak, the politicians in general are a different breed than us. And again, I'm not saying that there aren't any good people in any governments or that there haven't been some really good people in the past. It's just generally a very few and far between. They're generally weeded out before elections. They're weeded out by the parties. And, um, you know, it causes a lot of division. Uh, now, the reason why this is so important to me uh, is that I come from a long uh, line of veterans in my family. You know, I, I have known people in my family, you know, personally, who fought in World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf War, Iraq, Afghanistan, pretty much you name it, every modern conflict since World War One, I've had a family member, uh, go and put their life on the line, uh, for these things. Now, I am not saying that those soldiers know what they're doing, uh, no different than as divisive as this might sound right now with what's going on in the U.S., um, no, no further than there are a lot of police officers that might not know necessarily what's going on or understand the division that's happening. You know, um, the soldiers that go and fight and die in these foreign wars, um, yes, some of the people sign up, you know, and they, 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 they go away and um, they go and they quote-unquote, you know, do their duty. And uh, I'm very appreciative of the veterans who have given their lives for the U.S., for my current home, uh, New Zealand, as well as other countries. But there's something that I, I, I really want you folks to understand, especially the younger people. Every government in wartime demonizes the other side and tells you that the people on the other side of the conflict are uh, your, you know, they, they they wish you malice, They they, they want to kill you, they want to... You know, they want to rape your women, they want to kill your, ch- your children, they want to, um, you know, burn your houses. The reality is, folks, that's not true. Um, you know, by and large, that's not true. I'm not saying that it has never happened. But, look, I have had the privilege of getting to know people from the former USSR, so the Soviet Union, as I've said before, when I was growing up. We were in the middle of the Cold War, and we were taught that the Russians were evil. They were our enemies, you know, um, you know, communism, but also the Russian people in general. Now, I've met and had really good conversations with some of those Russian people that were on the other side, and they were told the same thing about us in the U.S. and in the West, that you know, decadent capitalists were you know, going to destroy their workers' utopia, and so on and so forth. And it's only after the fall of the Soviet Union that both sides could kind of say, well, there may have been some truth in what we were told, but a lot of it was just absolute crap, okay? Now, I've also known people who have fought in wars. I knew uh, World War Two veterans who met um, Japanese and, and German and Italian soldiers. And again, guess what? Uh, they were the same people, just on the other side. So, you know... Uh, some of the guys grew up in very similar backgrounds. I knew a guy from uh, Texas who was a World War II veteran and he met a German soldier uh, you know, from, uh, from uh, you know, middle Germany who was a farmer. They were both farmers so they talked about farming and that and he said um, you know he said to me after he met this man because uh, basically the German soldier had come to the US as a prisoner of war and uh, this guy was a, a guard at the camp. And he got to know this uh, this German gentleman quite well. And he basically said, you know, aside from his accent, um, you could have taken him and pl- put him down in Texas. And I would have sworn that he was, uh, you know, my, my neighbor. So, again, I'm not saying that, you know, all conflicts, there is no reason, you know, uh, for them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I do realize that there's going to be conflict in life. I'm not so... Uh, you know, sunshine and moonbeams to think that there will never be conflict in the world. However, I'm just saying, be very careful when your government or any other group demonizes a certain group just because they happen to have an opposing viewpoint. I'm really tired of, as I've said, going online or hearing people will say, and and again, folks, not to bring uh, politics too much into it, but Someone on the left will come in and say, oh, you know, they'll attack this person. The person on the right says, oh, you're evil, and it's like there is no middle ground. At the end of the day, we're all humans. We all uh, live on this globe, and we all need to cooperate. You know, we, we won't all get along, and we won't all believe the same things. Uh, I'm not that naive. But, you know, it's really starting to get out of hand. I'm very concerned about what's happening between China and the U.S., um, I've said for quite some time that, you know, we're in, a, in another Cold War with China. The only difference is that uh, this has generally been fought on an economic level, uh, you know, versus militarily. However, when I read comments along the lines of the, the Chinese um, president uh, telling the military to get ready for war and that the, the, this COVID epidemic is, is leading us towards a path of uh, war, They're adding money, uh, you know, they're increasing their military budget while their GDP is dropping. Uh, They're pushing soldiers to train faster and everything else. They are cracking down on Hong Kong. They are preparing to uh, conduct military exercises in the strait between China and Taiwan. Yeah, uh, look, folks, it's all drumbeats of war. Now, hopefully, touch wood war does not happen. But all I'm saying is, in times of great economic strife, generally leaders will take you to war. If you go back and you look at, especially the Roman Empire is, is the perfect example. Every time there was some great scandal at home in Rome or some big issue, let's say with uh, sanitation or something, oh, it's time to go off and invade Dacia, which is uh, present day Romania. Ah, it's time to go and invade, uh, you know, Syria. It's time to go and invade Carthage. Let's go and focus the people's attention on something else. Pound the drums. Let's go to war. Now, again, this is not a political rant. I've seen both sides of the spectrum in the U.S. do this to some degree in my lifetime. So I'm not picking on one side or the other. What I'm telling you folks is, be very careful in this current environment. I think that the economies of the world are in much worse shape than we're being told. Uh, You know, we're having a lot of fallout right now in my country with um, unemployment. I think it's going to get worse in a lot of other places. And here, for example, a lot of people who are still working took 20 to 25% pay cuts. Now, our government, you know, said during the lockdown. Oh, oh, yeah. Look, oh, you know, we we should take a pay cut as well, and we'll take a twenty percent pay cut. But the legislation has never been signed off. None of the politicians are taking pay cuts, and they all make significantly more money than the average person. So again, you know, uh, most of these people are making a hundred and fifty thousand dollars and up um, in our currency, which is about uh, it's around eighty, 000, ninety thousand um, dollars U.S. And the bill, even if it gets introduced, is completely voluntary. In other words, it's not binding. None of the politicians have to take this pay cut if they don't want to take the pay cut. So it's basically lip service. It's the same old BS, just like all of these celebrities are saying, we're all in the same boat. We're not all in the same boat. We're all in different boats. We're in the same storm, but you're on an aircraft carrier or you're on the Queen Mary. Well, we're in rowboats and dinghies, okay? You know, um, as they've said, you know, some of these people, some of these celebrities talking about self-isolating, oh, I don't know how hard it is to do, you know, from their five-acre mansion in the, uh, in the Hollywood Hills. They're, they're just so out of touch with what the average person goes through. I've been concerned for a very, very long time, you know, basically since the late 80s, that uh, the U.S. was marching towards uh, an eventual race war. Now, I hope that this never happens, but if it does happen, it, is, it should be laid solely at the feet of the media because most people, as I've said on this program before, most people of every creed, race, and color that I've met are genuinely good people at heart. They don't wish ill of us. They just want to live their lives, and they want to be left alone to live their lives and um, you know enjoy their lives as they see fit, enjoy their religious freedom, enjoy, you know, their own food and their own customs. And again, I've got no problem with that. I've got no problem with people having their own customs and everything else. When I came here to New Zealand, I didn't come over here and say, oh, I'm from the U.S., we know how to do everything better than everyone else. No, damn it, I came here, I fit in, I did my absolute best to be a good citizen, pay my taxes, work hard, stay out of trouble, I've never been in trouble with the law here, you know. So, I, know, I realize in saying that I may be sending a bit of a mixed message, but I'm not. What I'm trying to say is it's absolutely fine for you to be proud of your own culture and your own heritage. But on the other hand, you need to respect other people's culture and heritage and don't think that, you know, whatever your ethnicity is or whatever your culture is, that that makes you better than your fellow humans. Okay. Um, and again, I'm hypocritical about some of these things, as I've said. Have I looked down at some people in my life? Oh, no doubt. Look, again, I'm human. I've made mistakes. But the bottom line is having grown up quite impoverished basically, you know. We 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 were poor. And knowing how I was treated, um again, I can't understand the I I can't understand what the the burden is of being a, a you know, a young black man or African American or an Asian or an Indian. Um, but I can tell you my story. And look, I've been yanked out of my car by police officers, uh, laid on the ground with my head on the curb, hands behind my back, and somebody with a shaky hand walking around me with a pistol while another person put a shotgun in my back. And why? Because my car was uh, out of uh, registration, okay? I didn't rob a bank. My car didn't match any any numbers of a stolen car or whatever. Now, again, does it happen, uh, you know, more on a percentage of population to African-Americans? I've got no doubt. All I'm saying is it does happen to everyone, you know. Um, now, again, if, if I was the, the, the rich quarterback's, uh, you know, my dad was the, the richest guy in town and I was the quarterback of the football team, would I be treated that way? No, maybe not. But I'm just telling you, folks, you know, you can't understand what everyone's journey is And so when people make blanket statements on any, you know, differentiation of these things, so again, not to get too much into this, but you know, if black people say white people can't understand, um, that's true to a degree, but also maybe black people can't necessarily understand some of the things that some people, you know, some white people go through or Asian people, et cetera, et cetera. I just feel we really all need to be more understanding of each other. We need to be more supportive of each other. We're all human beings. We're all brothers and sisters on the same planet. And at the end of the day, I think it's going to be the only thing that actually pulls us through this mess. Not, I'm not just talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about the mess that the world is currently in. Everything from the environment to the, the attitudes, the polarization, uh, you know, like I say, anymore. If you have a diverging opinion, you just basically get shouted down in most instances from mob mentality, whether it's online or in crowds, and it's just gotten a bit ridiculous. So all I'm asking you folks, anyone who listens to this, again, show a little bit of kindness, show a little bit of empathy to your fellow man. If somebody seems to be way out there, if your feelings are here and their feelings are way on the other end of the spectrum, just try to fuse the situation as best as you can if you can find some common ground great but if you can't don't bite don't take their bait don't let the troll pull you into a massive argument and a battle it's just not worth it it does your sanity no good it does your emotions no good because um... you know as i've said a million times positivity breeds positivity negativity breeds negativity And that negativity will will ruin your day, ruin your week, and you will suffer from it much longer than the person who started it off. Again, you've got to be very careful, folks. There are people out there who will bait you in to basically just get their kicks. You know, they they enjoy seeing other people negatively impacted. So look, folks, I I hope I haven't said anything there that's, uh, you know, overly provocative or has, you know, aggravated you too much. I really do hope that, uh, you know, we're not on the path to war, but uh, the more and more that I see and the more that it's becoming, uh, you know, every country that suffered under COVID against China, rightly or wrongly, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, here to, to tell you that, you know, the U.S. and Australia and some of these other countries aren't, don't have a right to be upset about it. All I'm saying is if this ends up in a war, um, it's not going to be good for any of us because, a war between China and the U.S., even if it doesn't go nuclear, it's going to be nasty. And uh, you're going to have a lot of fatalities. Uh, You're going to have a lot of people impacted. It's not really something that I want to see in my lifetime. So aside from that, folks, look, do your best this week to stay positive. I'll do the same. Uh, You know, I'm always thinking of you. I'm always thinking of the listeners. Uh, You know, my heart goes out to you. Again, if there's topics that you want me to cover over, send me an email. Uh, get a hold of me. Drop me a voicemail, um, and I'll, I'll do my absolute best to cover it. If you're really down, if you've got no one there to support you, hey, again, you know, just just drop a line. Yeah, you know, I'll do my best uh, whenever I can. Um, I've got a life, but you know, uh, I also try and be here for my, my my fellow humans as much as I can. Just just try and be positive, folks. Try and pay it forward. Uh, I want I want to leave you with uh, with a bit of uh, positivity, a bit of a positive quote here on the way out the door. So um, this quote is uh, says that each morning we are born again. What we do today is what matters the most. And that quote, my friends, comes from Buddha. So, uh, yep, again, I just find that it's quite a good little positive quote. Do your best to hang tight, folks. Do your best to Make ready for what's to come, whatever it is that that comes down the pike next. It's not been an easy year, and I think that most people have really learned uh, to count their blessings, enjoy what they have now, because uh, as I've said on this show, and I think that most people here would uh, agree with, uh, we never know when it's going to get taken away or it's going to get impacted. And with that, my friends, have a great week try and stay positive i'll do my best and i'll talk to you soon and remember that i love you take care